Brett Keane hosts a live international radio station on Spotify, Amazon, and many other services across the internet. His topics and subjects primarily cover God, religion, theology, philosophy, news, science, politics, games, entertainment, music, television, and movies. Brett Keane also writes books. His newest novel is called After Life Simulation. If you're interested in his merchandise, check out the links in the description. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show, God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a wonderful day out there. Today, we're going to be playing some Baldur's Gate 3, and we're going to discuss games as well as politics, as well as what's happening in the world. Yay! Good stuff. As many of you know... Um, Baldur's Gate 3 has the same history as Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma was one of those games where it just started out and took several years before they got around to actually making a sequel and making one that's more enhanced and more better. A lot of people out there, they ask me, bro, why are you so into RPGs and why have you been like such a fan of Bethesda? Well, I like games with different alternatives. I've played thousands of games where you're just playing a two-dimensional character with a storyline already behind it doing your thing. But I like games where you can create your own character. And usually whenever I'm creating a character, I create one that is what would be me if I lived in that world. I like to immerse myself. I like to feel like I've invested myself into the actual world. And then, of course, any achievement or accomplishment that I do, it makes me feel really good. Video games can really help your self-esteem. You know, in normal life, I'm just a guy who pays bills. I go out and I get groceries for my family and we try to do our thing. But in the video game world, I can be the Dragonborn or the Starborn or, you know, the hero. I do like games where you start out being a nobody, though, and you basically build yourself up. And I've also been really getting into indie games where you kind of just, you know, just build yourself up. But you're not really meant to be like some kind of superhero or villain or anything like that. You just kind of living off the land so i've been getting into a lot of survival type of games lately i do like that i think that one of the best um survival modes that i've played in a game is fallout 4 where you eat and you're affected by the cold and all that skyrim survival mode wasn't too bad but fallout 4 was excellent the crafting system was a lot more intuitive a lot more easier for me so i enjoyed that well, 
Baldur's Gate 3, it offers a lot of alternatives. It offers a lot of alternate endings. Um, you can meet people, make companions and all that. That's one of my favorite things about games nowadays. A lot of my friends and a lot of um, people out there, when you play like an MMO or an RPG, a lot of people, for some reason, they're more concerned with leveling up really fast or getting to the late end content of games like World of Warcraft, and they don't spend much time exploring or really immersing themselves into a game. So I find playing with other people to be annoying. I mean, even in World of Warcraft, I got burnt out with my own brother because he didn't want to you know, explore Elwyn Forest. He didn't want to look around Westfall for treasures or, or see anything. He just wanted to, like, get through the quest until he was a high enough level where he could just repeat and rinse dungeon after dungeon after raid after raid. And, I mean, folks, what's, what's the point of doing a game if you're just going to do the same thing over and over again? If I do do repeat playthroughs in a game, it's because I want to try new stuff. I want to try something different. And um, a lot of people, they don't have that way of thought process. So for me, when a game offers like companions, I just heard recently that the new expansion of World of Warcraft is going to offer people the ability to go into dungeons with AI. I've went into over 50 dungeons since I just started playing World of Warcraft recently. And it's annoying. It's boring. A lot of the uh, characters are nerfed out where the warrior doesn't even hardly need a healer anymore. They can just go in and they just run through it and grab as many mobs as they possibly can. And you get this because you got a lot of these narcissistic people that are like, look at me, ain't I a great tank? And they end up grabbing mob after mob after mob. And of course, if you fire into that mod, you're going to aggro and then bring several characters on yourself and have to fight them. And a lot of these tanks, they don't even bother to uh, do anything. Hey, my son just came in. I'm sitting here talking about RPGs, MMOs while doing a thing of this. You want to sit with me and talk? Sure. All right. We got Baldur's Gate footage going and just sitting here having a conversation about the different games. Uh-huh. So uh, Skyrim just recently got an update today. Um, they changed the entire mod setup where people can now do uh, pay mods. A person builds something really awesome, they can get paid for it. How do you feel about that? Uh, so you're saying they changed the creation kit? Well, the creation club is now in, installed with the mods themselves. So now when you go, you'll see all their stuff at the top and then all the modders underneath. And now whenever you upload a mod, people can buy it. They can also put it up for free, but it was Bethesda's way of making a percentage off of things. You may want to... Let me put the microphone over this way for you so you can be heard more clear. All right, so they <clears throat> integrated... Um, the public mods into the microtransaction system. Yeah. For the okay, that yeah. sounds neat. 
And they're also uh, recreating the creation kit, so it's a lot more intuitive where a normal, you know, layman person who doesn't know much about scripting will be able to get in there and say, oh, I'd like to make myself a companion or make a quest for the game or do something to items and all that kind of stuff. They just got done doing that with Skyrim, and in a little bit I'm going to check out the new system. I looked at some videos on it. It looks interesting. And supposedly they're supposed to add more mod space. Well, if they're able to do that with Skyrim, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do it with Fallout 4. Well, they are. They're going to do it with Fallout 4, and they're going to do it with Starfield. That's a tall order. Yeah. But they, they're starting with that first, then Fallout 4, then Starfield. And they're supposed to get all this done before the end of December. Okay. But Skyrim's already complete. More space, more mods, more all that kind of stuff, so... It's interesting. Goodness gracious, the creative character in this uh, game is extensive. Yeah. So what's your favorite kind of games? You've been playing the, the Rain game, Rain 2. Talk a little bit about that, but you got to talk at the mic. Yeah, no. Um, Risk of Rain 2. Uh, it's a third-person roguelike. Um, nowadays, I'm just more so into third-person shooter or RPGs. doesn't have to be both. Um, but usually I try to avoid first-person shooters or first-person roguelites. There's not a lot of those out there, but still manage to run into them whenever I'm looking for the ones I do like. I'm going to be doing this for just a little while, and then I'll uh, come in and we'll talk more unless you want to chat with me on uh, this video. I want mine. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, my son, he just uh, came over and everything to visit and kind of surprised me a little bit while I was in the middle of the broadcast. And as much as I like talking to you all out there, I always enjoy hanging out with my son more. But he's uh, decided he's going to participate in this and then we'll move on from it. So you got to play Baldur's Gate a little bit. What's your thought process in this game? Um, well, Larian Studios... Really went above and beyond to make sure it was uh, you had as many options as possible, and I like the uh, that diversity when it comes to choices quite a bit, um, and the impact it has on the story. It's very nice. What is what would you say is the difference between this and something like World of Warcraft? Even whenever it comes to like character creation. Um. Well, seems to be. A lot of options, like I said before. Um, you get to, like, create uh, your own abilities and stuff and, like, really customize how your character is going to play on the screen. Yeah, there's a lot of fine-tuning, right? As yeah. far as the, the kit goes with starting abilities. And I'm not sure how learning new abilities works, if you have to get skill books or if it's a skill tree or what it may be. I just found out uh, about... Um, World of Warcraft is about to add a new expansion where they have artificial intelligence. You will no longer have to wait for a load time to get into dungeons in World of Warcraft. You'll get a... If some humans can come with you, if you've got an entire group, but if you don't, you can... AI will fill the place. And people have been playing the uh, public test server to see what that's like. And so far, it's pretty cool. Unfortunately, the AI seems to only be installed on the Dragonflight dungeons right now. And there's tons of them. 
but I'm hoping that they make it to where, you know, you can go into something like the Dead Mines or Raging Chasm and all that with that, because I get so tired of it. I've been in a over 50 dungeons already with pug groups, and they run ahead. I, like, I got a death knight recently. Oh, yeah, by the way, remember? I had uh, said, hey, son, can you help me with this? Well, I went in to do the death knight, and they changed the entire introduction. Oh. So now all you do is you end up in the ice citadel, and you go up and you talk to the Lich King while he's in ice. Yeah. And he says, you are now a, you know, a death knight, and go on, my death warrior, blah, 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 do your thing. And then you go through a portal, and voila, you're in Stormwind. There's no big, long process like before. Well, is there a way to do the big, long process? Because I did like a lot of the flavor having uh, surrounding the fight on the Crusaders, or whatever they're called, the, the Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, um, you're asking, is there a way to be able to do the old content? Yeah, the, the vanilla Wrath Lich King. Yes. Once you get out of the Ice Citadel and you appear in front of Stormwind, you're given all these little buttons at the bottom, and one of them is the gate thing. Um, the death gate? Yeah, the death gate, and okay. you can go through that and then go through uh, one of those... You remember how you stand on a platform and it warps you down to the second level? Yeah. So, yeah, you do that, you get your sword all ruined up, and then you could go do that if you wanted to. But what's cool about it is you could run around and quest up, level up, and then come back and do it if you want to at a more higher level hmm. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, just... I'll have to sit on that because that's the first time I'm hearing about it. Well, I didn't know either. I remember trying to do a Death Knight a while back. My son is really gifted at Death Knights. You should have seen him in PvP. He was bigoted and hateful to all those people. Killed every single thing in front of him. It was awesome. Yeah. And in dungeons, he was unstoppable even before the game became nerfed. Well, now you don't have to do a long, you know, two-hour-long intro. You can just get out of there and just come back whenever you want. And a lot of things in Warcraft seems to be aren't uh, convenient, stable. All right, so Baldur's Gate. I think, I feel as though, even though the game is very customizable, I feel like the intro is a little, um, it's just a little... I like it whenever you start a game and the tutorial area is like really simple. Right now you're like on an alien ship or something. Yeah. And you're talking to like right here, we're about to talk to a, a brain and pull it out of its head. It seems like there was just too much at the very beginning. How do you feel about that? Do you like getting thrown right into the game or do you prefer kind of like a war cut where you start out in Northshire and just kill a couple wolves and get the hang of the game? Um, it was a lot at once. We'll say that. Um, I believe that it just comes down to whether you want a blank slate or a lot of flair and fireworks when you first get in. Like, congratulations, you're in the game. Um, I feel like that's the second one was the route this game went with it. Um, but I always appreciate getting in the little kid sandbox at first and then being allowed into the world later on. Um, it just kind of depends on the game. Um, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. Well, don't you, don't you feel a little weird? I mean, let me, let me give you an example. If I were to ask you, how did we even get on this ship in the first place? Why are we tied up? 
And what the hell is these little worm maggots that got put in my eyeball? Yeah, it makes you ask a lot of questions right at the beginning. But uh, I think as long as it has the, uh, I guess, integrity to answer those questions and the creativity to make you ask more later, you know, that they could probably keep that train of mystery going on for a while. Well, as people know, whenever I do my broadcasts, I like to jump all over the place in different conversations whenever I think of something neat. So I don't know if you've heard, but they have made a, I think I spoke to you a little bit about this. They have, are working on the new Highlander movie, and Henry Cavill is going to be the main Highlander. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel like we're jumping around topics quite a bit, but I am excited to see that. Um, I feel like he'd be great for the role. And I think a lot of people would accept him a lot, especially since he's coming off the uh, the road from, what is it, The Witcher and the mm -hmm. Superman role as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, The Witcher, we actually got to see some of his sword abilities. So I think that uh, watching Henry Cavill and the way they do edits nowadays in videos, um, I think that... You know, after watching a lot of reruns of Duncan McCloud and Connor, it was good sword fighting, but you kind of can tell that the enemies are swinging way too high to make sure they don't cut each other. They say that a lot of people got uh, chopped up in the Highlander for real, because yeah. Christopher Lambert was practically blind, he couldn't see, so people had to sling their sword directly at him, and you can kind of notice that when you go back and watch. But I'm wondering, one of the things that made Highlander interesting was Queen music. Yeah. What are they going to do with uh, this? You know, Because if they put like hip-hop at the beginning as the theme song of Highlander, I don't think people are going to buy it. I'm not sure what music they could use, but the only thing I'm for sure on is that they're probably not going to make Henry Cavill like a villainous Highlander, because he seems to be getting typecast into heroic or anti-hero type roles so he'd probably be on the winning team it's true boy this game looks rough doesn't it well the yeah but i mean the <laughs> graphics are really nice the presentation is on point oh goodness i've been trying to figure out a way to stream uh video games from xbox to the pc because they don't have an app to allow that you can do it on twitch but it's a it's a pain in the ace um you know the, i've always said i like xbox more than ps4 or ps5 but ps4 was really easy to live stream as where xbox isn't seems like a better recording but you can't just plug your microphone into the machine and make it work yeah it's pretty horrific so, yeah, soon they're going to be coming out with an expansion of War Within, of World of Warcraft, all that AI and neat stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, Baldur's Gate, the combat is obviously a lot different. Um, there's a lot more uh, strategy to it is where uh, Warcraft is more like a turn-based game where you just kind of take turns pounding each other back and forth until somebody goes bye-bye. And there's that. Let me know out there in the comments if you guys want to see some more World of Warcraft footage and all that. Yep, yep, yep. 
Let's see. So I was talking a little bit about Dragon Dogma 2 coming out. I've been watching a lot of footage. Apparently some people have been given a free copy of it. And it looks... It definitely blows Skyrim out of the water. It looks graphically as good as something like Starfield. And um, it's got a pawn system. And it makes it more easier to create as many pawns as you want. And switch them out and stuff. That's going to be pretty neat. It seems like the game is um, maybe not directly competing with Dragon Age since that's an, a much older game, but it is, as terms as genres go, uh, very similar. You know, you have the party-based uh, third-person combat in Medieval Age. You got a... I don't know if they're going to follow the Arisen uh, main story like they did with the first game. But it had a similar feel to the Inquisition from the Dragon Age mm-hmm. uh, third game. So, what do you think about all this? Um, I really, really believe that in the next, uh, within from here to the next ten years, we're going to be seeing some games do some extraordinary jumps uh, in technology, environments, character building, and all that due to artificial intelligence. Like, literally, right now, if I wanted to, I could go to ChatGPT and say, can you write a script for me? I can actually get a script for a storyline for a quest, and then with the new creation kit, I can simply uh, use AI to say, I need the script in order to make it to where this character does this or this in and, and a quest or movement. So I really think that if... Uh, Warcraft's already starting to do it. Bethesda, they've already got some AI in Skyrim as well as Fallout 4 now. If they start really getting into that, I think their games are going to get huge and um, a lot more will be seen. How do you feel about artificial intelligence? Well, 10 years ago, I could have told you that graphics were going to get better. Performance was going to get higher. Um, I had no idea that AI was going to come out and be as uncanny as it was and how... It could fool somebody in thinking that somebody's actually talking to you. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's looking pretty interesting seeing uh, it get integrated into games that we like as much as it is. I seen something that kind of terrified me with AI recently. Someone was playing Skyrim, and uh, you know that little old woman that's off from Riverwood up in her own little house up on the mountain? Yeah. Okay, well... This person took their AI up there, it was a female playing Skyrim, and she was sitting there talking to the lady, and then her AI just suddenly bugged out, and it stabbed the old woman with a sword, and then held her up in the air, slammed her down, and then the girl asked the AI over the microphone, she said, why did you kill that old woman for? I was talking to her. And uh, the AI said to her, in a woman's voice, said, that wasn't me. And she goes, what do you mean it wasn't you? I just watched you. <laughs> Everybody who was watching the video seen it. She goes, uh, you might have been thinking of something else, because I didn't do it. I would never kill anyone unless you told me to. So she's literally arguing back and forth with the AI, and the AI is lying its ass off, saying, no, I didn't do that. So that was pretty, uh, that was pretty weird. I didn't think artificial... Intelligence had the ability to lie. Might have bugged out and not realized what it did. I'm not sure. 
it's supposed to keep a log of their experiences. Like you can say, what did we do two quests ago? And the AI will say, well, we took on a dragon and it was a phenomenal fight and all that. And it'll talk all dramatic about it. Yeah. But whenever she told it to, you know, rewind back to what it did and it said, it even lied and said, I'm sorry, but I don't have anything in my log about me killing anything. So it just continuously lied. It kind of reminds me of Skynet Terminator well, a little bit. Um, I don't think the AI is going to be 100% perfect because, after all, you're going to think that it's also made by human beings that are not perfect, so they kind of take on those traits um, sometimes, I guess. I'm not saying that, that behaviors are transferred, but, you know, you could make a slip-up in coding and pause something that resembles human behavior and equate it to that, you know, being a hiccup of with the AI, but it obviously whoever put in the mod may have uh, done some kind of history type typo, you know? I don't know. I hear you there. I'm not sure how it works exactly. There's a YouTuber out there called I Am Krusty, or Crust or something like that, where he does VR and AI with Skyrim, and it's crazy brings this kid around with him whenever he's going out doing his thing and for whatever reason just to be funny i guess he'll reach out in vr grab the kid by the arm or the top of the head and sling the kid off and make him land in a river or something like that i'm like damn you can actually grab people and like hold them hostage when someone's throwing arrows at you or something yeah i've seen that I don't... Uh, how did they manage to do that? But you can't do any of that kind of stuff in the... Uh, if you're playing with a controller. Uh, well, I think it has to do with how you're controlling the character with the controller by changing the camera um, and just moving your X and Y position with the left stick. Mm -hmm. With the uh, VR... You're able to simulate your character's arms movements with two individual controllers um, in open space, which is 3D, and just kind of take control of the ragdoll system to make it look like you're grabbing things. I mean, I, I'm i sure it's a very difficult thing to code, but um, I think that's the cut and dry of it. Mm. i have to imagine. If you uh, could create your own game, you and I, we talked about this before, but I think people out there find this interesting. If you were given a huge budget and you could make a game, do you have any idea what kind of story it would be? Would it be a ninja? Would it be like Fallout? I mean, what would you do with something if you had full control? This, this answer changes depending on what year it is for me because I, I play different things all the time but I think I've given the same answer uh, that a roguelike type game with uh, lots of side quests to do and unlocks to get uh, would be my type of game I'd want to make um, I probably wouldn't go overboard with the graphics or anything but I would make the gameplay very tight and responsive and fun to manage and all that thing. Uh, let's see. 
any other parts you'd want to add to that, like Easter eggs? Oh, I've on. never, never been a uh, too big on like uh, that kind of stuff. I'm mostly an explorer. I like to find all kinds of items. Yeah. I was just going on earlier about what it's like nowadays. Um, I see that World of Warcraft has gotten more advanced and graphically better, but the people, the community, still. Uh, you know, just kind of run through everything type of attitude. Yeah. That's why I'm looking forward to AI so I can take my time with stuff. Boy, yeah. this game looks crazy. It almost looks like a movie sometimes. Yeah. A lot of cinema stuff in this one. Yeah. They do a really good job at, um, I guess, the camera work and the lighting. Really adds a lot in a, like a depth of you being in the moment with the characters, like you're really standing there. Another game they made, uh, Larian did, Divinity 2 didn't have the same, uh, of what I just said, the camera work, the lighting. They mostly relied on the combat to carry the game, so uh, they really went in a different direction. They kept, they kept the main gameplay loop, but they kind of allowed you to flow with the characters better and be in their shoes, I guess. What's your favorite kind of combat system when playing a game? I mean, do you prefer shooters, RPGs? Um, what What are you mostly into that brings you enjoyment? Um, I think the most third-person shooting seems to be the one I can handle for the longest time. For like 40 minutes at a time, I can handle like... I get the most excitement from probably third-person, like, sword-fighting type games. Um, as odd as it sounds. But I can get invested enough to get angry at what's happening because I become the sore loser pretty quick in those scenarios. There's something really weighty and impactful about getting hit by a sword that makes you get the... makes the stakes high, I guess, you know. As opposed to getting shot. So Warcraft has done something that a lot of games have done that you enjoy. They've created a permadeath system and a WoW Classic. How do you feel about that, playing in a game that could take years to be able to get anywhere in it and then you get killed and you can't uh, come back? Well, I've heard some horror stories about uh, players getting killed over uh, baloney-type situations. Um I saw a raid go down where somebody pulled something into the wrong corner of the map and then it caused an electric, some some kind of like party-wide wipe of the whole group. It was pretty visceral, I gotta say. And that's every person having to start from level one after losing the character. Um, I don't think I actually would want to invest in something like that. I mean, there's hardcore and then there's like uh, I guess this, the risk factor is too high in a game like that, because other people could mess you over. You could clip through the ground and die that way. You know, I've seen uh, a lot of things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. How people can go down. But a lot of your games like Dark Souls, that's got a permadeath system, right? Um, I, I would say 2, the second game had it uh, more penalizing like to die. Um, 
It wasn't exactly permadeath, but it, you could lag behind in your currency is to make the game much harder on yourself. Which, uh, for a lot of people would cause them to restart their game anyway. Um, also, there isn't really a chance, as long as you didn't play online, for you to get ganked online, you know? World of Warcraft is always online. Yeah, that's true. World of Warcraft's a lot worse than that. And for a guy like me, who's well-known on the internet, I mean, there was, uh, people used to record videos and streams a while back where they'd hunt my ass all over the place. And if I'm live-streaming at the time where I'm at, or my location, uh, people who played Warcraft for a long time, they'll be like, oh, I know where he's at. And especially since I'm very informative about where I'm at in the first place, doesn't take a genius to find out, you know, where is Brett Keen at in the game. So yeah, the whole permadeath system in a online game is just no good for me. I can't do that. Yeah, I believe I've heard a term for that uh, called stream sniping, um, where you interrupt the stream by seeing what somebody's doing and basically strategize to kind of stop what your goal was. Yeah, I had some people a while back that hunted me and my brother down and wanted to gank us level 100 versus level 60s. That wasn't very nice at all. Because, you know, you could be a level... If you got a person who's level 100, it could be a 5-year-old banging on the keyboard and they'll be able to beat you. It doesn't take any skill. That was one of the problems I always had with games like World of Warcraft. It wasn't about skill. It was about what kind of gear you were wearing and, you know... Um, how much more uh, level system you had over somebody else. That's why I like games like Skyrim. If you're good, you could be able to take on something that's much higher level than you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is there anything that you've seen lately on Steam or uh, console that you think is going to be an interesting game in the future? Um, well, we already mentioned Dragon Dogma 2. Mm -hmm. Um, State of Decay 3 had a trailer a while back, but that hasn't, I haven't seen that on any stores yet. Um, let's see. Um, Risk Your Brain 2 is getting a new DLC, apparently. Oof. Uh, that's more for me, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, do you, have you heard anything about Elder Scrolls 6 yet? I've been hearing a lot about it, but that doesn't seem like that's going to be out for another few years. Oh, that's sad. I'm going to put the nuts and bolts to the creation kit before they get around to that, I guess. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the next live stream I do, I think I'm going to talk about um, DeSantis and Donald Trump and some more political stuff. But I wanted to hang out with my son and do some more games. I'm going to show him something real quick and then go out, throw some cookies down his throat and perhaps some uh, homemade chicken noodle that the mama bear made. I hope you guys all enjoyed this. I don't want to play too much more, put any more content out there of this because it'll ruin it for you. This is one of those games where you create your own storyline and I don't want to spoil it for you. This is just a tutorial area, your introduction. God bless. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen.